You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. being exposed to traditional Haitian music at a young age, Liva Nairi Presil, an Irish, Russian, and Haitian singer and dancer, fully immersed herself into Haitian artistic culture, learning everything from folkloric dance to painting and music. And speaking of music, soul-stirring music that is, we're about to hear and feel a whole lot of that right here, right now in the studio with Liva and Boyo Music on this extra culture-infused episode of B side. Are you ready? Because Aitina Kaila, which means Hades in the house. I'm your host, Tadia Toussaint. BK, Sakfa, say. Legba, legba, legba. Legba, legba, legba. Legba, legba, legba. Veba, yeah. Legba, veba, yeah. Legba, veba, yeah. Legba, veba, yeah. Legba on yewo, legba on yewo, legba on yewo, nous préparer soleil, pays à loin, legba Riva, Riva, and Boyo Music, welcome to B-Side, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming. Uh, Yes. Please um, tell us about that introduction song. Um, what is Ligba? What does that mean? Ligba is um, the first spirit that is always recognized and called upon. It's the um, opener of the gates of the doors. It's what uh, basically allows access from the spirit world to us down here. So Ligba in ceremony traditionally is the first um, spirit that is called upon. So. That's why we chose to do it in a cappella, so it was more of a um, an experience. And then, really nice. <laughs> Please introduce us to your wonderful band. Yes, see, we have Movolino on guitar and on vocals. Amazing Movolino. We have Fito on the Haitian tambu. We have Marcus Shorts also on the drums. We have Swiss Chris. We have Alec on trombone, his Zami saxophone yeah. <laughs> on the sax, and we have Sean on the trumpet. And lastly, we have Jifte Guillaume on the bass, and they're holding it down for us today because you're in for a treat. <laughs> nice, so please tell us a little bit how you guys all came together um, and your collaboration with these guys, how'd that come about? Well, Movolino and I, we met um, just a few years ago. Um, we had a mutual friend who thought that we were like-minded and kind of on the same path. So we were introduced and we merged instantly. Um, our styles and our concepts and our direction was very similar. 
um, Movolino had already established himself as an artist and already had um, his own band. So we kind of merged forces and um, that's how this became. Boyo, shortly thereafter, we, we gave it a name and Boyo was birthed. Nice, and Boyo is? Um, Boyo is the original name of the land of Haiti, of Kiskeya. It means mountainous land. Nice. Mm -hmm. So what do you have for us next? Um, we have Atibon, a song called Atibon, which is a bit more up-tempo, a bit more chauffé, mm -hmm. so hotter, <laughs> more heat. Um, and yes, Atibon. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> oh my god, Riva and Boyo, what a wonderful track. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, please, can you tell us, who is Riva, Priscille? Who are you? I am Riva. <laughs> um, I'm, a, like you described, a Haitian. I identify as Haitian, though I was born here. I was raised in Haiti, so I identify with my Haitian heritage, mostly. And um, I consider myself a modern-day Renaissance woman, really, because I'm not just a singer or just a dancer. I'm also a jeweler. I'm also a children's book author. Um, I'm also a music therapist. Um, so lots, yes, <laughs> lots in my pockets. But, yeah. um, but yes, most importantly, throughout all my endeavors is Haiti. That's always the... The, the base, that's all, always the bottom line, exactly. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to get into that a little bit because I know that it's sort of stigmatized that people think that we should just do one thing. And we're multi-talented people, so it's important to tap into the different things that we're you know, good at. Yeah. Um, so of the things that you do, you make jewelry, you write books. Um, what's your favorite thing to do? Singing definitely okay. is my first. Dancing is second. Right. Jewelry is third. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a beautiful piece that you're wearing. Is it part of your Thank collection? Thank you. No, this is not. This oh, is come on. African. <laughs> I cannot take credit for this beautiful work. Mm. Um, my hand piece that I have on today is, is one of my pieces. It's a Love Nairi piece. And it's one of my signature pieces. It goes on the fingers and around the hands. Nice. And uh, how'd, you get, <laughs> no. how'd you get into making jewelry? Started young in Haiti, just kind of as a hobby. Um, I had certain um, tools that were at my disposal. So mm -hmm. I started and then um, took some classes in high school and then friends started asking if I could make pieces for them or sell pieces to mm -hmm. them as gifts. So I figured it might be a good um, business endeavor. So I jumped into that a few years ago. Good, and music, how'd you start doing that? I know you are professionally trained, you went to school for this, so talk about that a little. Yeah, music has been a part of me for as long as I can remember, from very young. So I started to take that more seriously um, in high school. I, I was a vocal performance major at LaGuardia for Performing Arts, 
And um, also in college, I studied music therapy. But before all that, in Haiti, I just was always around um, music, musicians. My mother is a big um, music enthusiast. My father was also a musician at one point. Um, my sister sang. So just lots of music around me. And um, I think I just started really young and uh, just dove into it. Good. And I know that, especially in Haiti, well, the Caribbean in general, parents always enforce doctor, lawyer, <laughs> you know, these things. So how is it like trying to sort of break out of that stereotype and really coming forth with music and now getting into musical therapy? Yeah, that's definitely a challenge, <laughs> I would say. But I think that I really decided um, after I lost my father just a few years ago unexpectedly that I really wanted to make it a point to focus on my purpose here. And I think that my purpose is to share the beauty of Haitian culture through song and art and, and dance and all of those things and inspire others who want to do the same but who are afraid for one reason or another or who feel that, you know, we can't do all the things that that are in in us already. Right. Um, so it's it was challenging finding this path. Um, I owe that a lot of it also to Movelino kind of to help me get out of that. I feel like it's a shell of fear almost, like we're afraid to kind of like dip our toes, of but course. you just gotta dive in. about the genre of your music, uh, what would you classify it as? Um, or if you feel like the question's too hard, maybe more, if you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, it's, it's a fusion of sounds. Um, my vocals, I have influences. I have some jazz influences, some R&B, some gospel even. Um, so we always are sure to maintain the rhythms, the Haitian rhythms underneath. So that's the foundation, that's the base of our sound. But then Movelino also has a jazz background, classical. So it's a spin on roots music, but it's like a fusion of sounds. So we, we're not afraid to do different types of harmonies, different types of arrangements, mm -hmm. but while maintaining and respecting the structure of the um, traditional songs. Nice, and are these original songs or songs that were already out and you sort of 
made your own twist to them? Um, yeah, so they're traditional songs, okay. um, traditional folk songs, and um, they're rearranged, exactly. Nice. Can you talk a little bit about just this idea of being Haitian, being a woman artist? Um, what sort of barriers are you encountering um, in terms of making the, the big push, or maybe you have made the big push? It's definitely um, a process. I have not made the big push, but I feel that I'm making progress every day um, by doing little by little chipping away. Like being here, for example, is, is, a, is a great accomplishment. We're so happy to be in this space right now. We have a Brooklyn Museum for Saturdays in August coming up, so we're very excited about that. So little by little, we're just kind of like treading and um, going at our own pace and not letting outside factors interrupt us because everyone's journey is different. Everyone has their own speed that they're going to end up wherever they're destined to end up. Um, so as a female artist, there are challenges as a Haitian female artist singing in Creole, not singing compa, which is kind of like our popular style of music, folklore or racine. The roots music that we're doing is more of a smaller demographic for that. Um, but that doesn't stop us <laughs> because um, we know that there are people out there who appreciate it and, and value it and um, we just keep doing the work because that's what we're called to do. So I think anything that speaks loud to your spirit, you need to just follow through with that. Good. And with um, these popular Haitian events, obviously, we know the compa. We know, you know, even the Haitian rap is on the scene. Um, any thoughts or ideas of how to sort of change or make a shift and, and make this kind of music come to the forefront because this is the kind of music that really established Haiti as an island, right? Yes, um, that's gonna take a lot of work, but I think the work is being done. I see a lot of people fusing um, uh, traditional sounds and music and dance, so I see the movement happening, but it's gonna take a lot of reprogramming and re-educating and relearning and remembering also for a whole nation. Piltravai, as we said, a lot of work. I, I see it happening though, and I and I, I think also um, our work touches some people who, who say that to us, that, oh, I've always, you know, been afraid to speak Creole, but now you encourage me to, you know, speak my mother tongue, so that's wonderful. Or the next person who is afraid to even, like, listen to this type of music, it as long as we're reaching a few, then I think that, you know, the work is being done. Nice, um, and you just mentioned the word education, and immediately what came to mind is just this idea that Lassin music or roots music obviously is related to voodoo. Um, and voodoo maybe as a term is obviously way too big for us to dissect right here and right now. Immediately when you hear the word, people think something negative or something bad. And obviously the songs that you've been singing, I mean, like how can that be harmful for anything, right? So can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yes, it is a large conversation. I think that voodoo has definitely been demonized since way back <laughs> because we gained our independence, Haiti, the first black, um, free black republic, um, gained its independence in 1804. It was after a big ceremony where all of our ancestors got together and there were sacrifices and that's a whole huge Thing, pill to swallow, right. but that is what it was, that's right. what happened, and right. that's how we became these prideful, strong, beautiful people that we are now. Right. It's from that. Right. So we can deny that and dance around it all we want, but those are the facts. So to me, um, voodoo is, is nature. It's wind, it's water, it's fire, it's 
it's it's all the everything around us it's it's a very complex concept because we've been so brainwashed to think otherwise so right. it's it's difficult to even have a conversation with a lot of people yeah um, but I think as long as the person is open enough to just have the conversation about it then that's already a step progress. you know that's progress and I, I see people are, are curious and wanting to learn like um, I teach Haitian folklore where um, every week we go over a different rhythm and the associated dance with it and also the ceremony that it's associated with and diaspora of Haitian descent from here are so curious they want to know and they're and, and so there's a calling there there's something sure. in our ear right now that's like pulling a lot of us to understand these yeah. things and why and I think it's a it's a beautiful thing that so many more people are are coming on board about your album coming out? Um, well, my project that I'm working on now, uh, my first album was Spell de Culture, which we released um, a bit over two years ago now, which is where these songs are coming from. So you can check it out online. It's on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Spell de Culture. And um, I'm working on a project now called Neo Creole, which is a fusion of um, Creole and some Neo Soul. So it's a little bit of a different direction, but um, always maintaining that um, same Creole base. So it'll be um, something fun. It's not going to be an album per se. It'll be more of an EP project that I'll okay. be releasing online. Nice. Mm -hmm. Talk about your creative process. How do you sort of, do you write your music? Do you have help? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Movolino is, um, he's the one who arranges all the music. He's the musical director. Um, we do a lot of the writing together, um, but he really has amazing um, writing and leadership skills also. So I've learned a lot from him since we've been collaborating. But it's a, it's a mix of things. I try to write um, in Creole, and Moglino has a lot of great um, Creole repertoire, so we kind of expound upon that together. Nice. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the workshops that you've been doing? I know right now a lot of dancers are doing like these classes where people come. And they could either use it as a way to learn about a certain type of dance or just to work out. So can you talk a little bit about, um, I know it's Tutsipa? We okay. oui, tutsepa is what it's that? called. Tutsepa means it's all part of the dance. They're all steps, so yeah. every step counts as part of the dance. So there's no wrong step, basically. It is open to all levels. It's a seven-week workshop, and um, as opposed to going to a general dance class, a Haitian folklore dance class, where you kind of touch upon different rhythms and you don't really know what your feet are doing or why mm -hmm. or, or what the rhythm associated with it is. So I wanted to focus each class on one rhythm and then the dances that are accompanied with that rhythm. So it's been very educational for everyone who's come. It's also a workout. It's a dance class. Mm. So I want to make that clear because someone came yesterday and said, 
you should have told me I was gonna sweat. I was like, what? <laughs> you it's came a dance to a class. dance class, we, right? We're here to work. She came with her face beat. <laughs> right? She was like, this I'm too cute for this. No, but it's a dance class, so we work our bodies, we warm up, and then we talk about you know, the meaning behind the rhythms, and we talk about the colors that are associated with it. Because you need to emulate that energy when you're dancing, because some are, you know, hotter, right. and then some are cold, some are right. cool, so it, you really have to understand so that you can then deliver in that sense. Kyla, I feel it, I see it, I smell it, and obviously I hear it. Wow, great job. Have you guys ever performed in Haiti? Yes, we have. Um, we were invited for the Cali Fiesta of last year. Okay. Um, Cali, yes. Well, what is time? <laughs> we, <laughs> we were invited for the Cali Fiesta that was hosted in Haiti, and we did um, a two-week tour where we performed in Pau-au-Prince, Jacmel, which is in the south, um, Delma. So we, we've um, performed there, and it was a beautiful experience. We brought some of our band with us, and it was amazing. Can you talk a little bit about um, just this idea of trying to create music, right, um, in the digital world? and Obviously, there's always these concerns of like copyright um, or even stealing music and sampling. Have you run into any issues of that sort? There's a Haitian expression or a Creole expression um, that says, uh, <laughs> Exactly, so whatever is yours is for you. Nothing can take it away from you. Lavalas in, in Creole means um, like a buildup of debris and so yes there are these issues um, in this day and age but I don't, I don't like to think that way. Whatever we create, if it's ours, if it's meant to be shared, if it's meant to be taken or copied, that's, that's wonderful. It's beautiful to inspire the next person and we have more to share. So I think Yes, challenging, but no, because the internet is such a like bittersweet um, situation because right. it's great to promote and to spread the word and to get more people um, aware, but it's also very hard to right. post and not, you know, kind of pique someone's interest. And then if someone replicates it and they put it out first, then technically it's theirs. So right. it's definitely a challenge, but we don't really like to think of it that way. And social media, you touched upon it a little bit. How impactful has social media been for your brand? 
I know you're a business person as well, you're selling jewelry, so can you talk a little bit about the power of social media and how it sort of helped you deliver all of your products? Yeah, in music, in my dancing, in my jewelry as well. Um, also co-promoting, you know, community. I have a few friends that I promote for and they promote for me and vice versa. And I think that that really helps because then I'm able to reach their audience, they're able to reach mine. So that's been very, very useful, I, I would say. Um, some classes, I, I go to the class and I don't know anyone in the dance class. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you get here? How did you hear about it? And they saw it online or a friend of theirs took a class. I'm talking about dance. Can you show me a few dance moves that we can do in the next song? Nada Ami is going to be um, on a Yavalu rhythm. And Yavalu is... Um, Water, it's it's a dance that emulates the motion of the water. Mm. So it's very fluid in the motion. Mm. It starts from the core and then it builds up and then the arms follow after third. Okay. So it comes from here. So the basis of it is we met when we. Blessed were we to have Riva, Nairi, Priscil, and Boyo music to grace our B-side stage and allow us to experience festive Haitian heritage through its magnificent music. This band truly put it down for us, and I can't wait to hear more. If you at home want to hear more B-side, you can check us out. All of our past episodes are on our B-side YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash bricktv and our podcasts at soundcloud.com slash b-side podcast. Or just come on by to the studio to feel the love up close. And I'm your host, Tadia Toussaint, always keeping it classy, funky, and real. Love you for watching. Bye now. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alon Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Moulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. Mm -hmm.